0: Hi, I'm Emma, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and you're listening to the Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. It's my mission to create easy-to-understand educational content about therapeutic skills and topics that anyone can use in their daily life. These podcast episodes are repurposed from my YouTube channel, which, if you're interested, you can search for online under the same name. I hope these episodes bring you more insight into how your mind works and what actions you can take in addressing your own mental health struggles and what actions you can take to improve your mental health. Each podcast episode comes from a corresponding video you can find on the Therapy in a Nutshell YouTube channel. There are two ways that your nervous system plays a direct role in anxiety and depression. Your alerting activating system, your autonomic nervous system, can get stuck on or stuck off. And most of the people who get stuck in these states, they don't realize it. They're trapped in these cycles and they just feel chronically anxious or chronically exhausted. But the good news is that when you learn to identify what's happening, you can change it. According to polyvagal theory, there are three states of the nervous system. There's safety, also known as ventral vagal or the parasympathetic response. There's activation, which is also known as the sympathetic response or the fight-flight-freeze response. And there's the overwhelm or shutdown response, the immobilization response, which is also known as dorsal vagal, which confusingly is also a parasympathetic response in your nervous system. But it's a more primitive state. So what does a healthy nervous system look like? You might think that if you're healthy, you're calm all the time, but that's not the case. A healthy nervous system is adaptive and accurate. A person with a healthy nervous system probably spends much of their time feeling relaxed or safe, but when there's a real or immediate danger, they can respond very quickly with a fight-flight-freeze response or even in a mobilization response, they can take action and then restore their sense of safety quickly. So a healthy nervous system has a broad range of emotions. You can feel calm, love, activation, excitement, stress, right? But also joy and fun. You can get quite activated, even stressed, and take action, meaning that after a stressful event, it could return to calm pretty quickly. With a healthy nervous system, you're able to relax, sleep well, you're able to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. Your body can heal and repair and restore. If you're listening to this and you're feeling a sense of hopelessness, like, this is an impossible goal, I just want to remind you, your nervous system is like a muscle. When you learn to use it in the right way, when you exercise it in the right way, it can become healthy and strong. Your your nervous system is modifiable. It can learn, develop, change, and adapt. So if you're stuck in chronic stress, it's because your nervous system learned that. And if it learned that, it can learn the other way too. Okay, so let's talk about how to do that. Our body has a really interesting feedback loop. Our brain, probably through a part of our brain called the insula, is constantly scanning your body to see how it's functioning. And it uses sensations to determine if the body's running all hunky-dory or if there's a problem. So when your body's in pain or if something's not working right, it sends a message up to your brain that it's in danger. But when your body is calm or soft or relaxed, it sends a message From your body to your brain to chill out. And this is called a bottom-up approach to nervous system regulation. When we calm our body, we calm our mind. So what does an anxious nervous system look like? So one form of an unhealthy nervous system is called sympathetically dominant or nervous system hyperarousal. It's when your fight-flight-freeze response is highly active. It's stuck on all the time. And The unfortunate thing is that anxiety makes us more sensitive to threats. So when we're anxious, we actually get more anxious. So if you're stuck in the on mode, you might feel like you're on high alert all the time. Uh, You'll have a stronger reaction to threats, and that reaction might happen more quickly and to a higher level of stress. So this means that you're less accurate. You're more likely to interpret things as more dangerous than they are. You're you're more likely to take offense when none is intended, or you're more likely to feel scared or stressed or overwhelmed, even when you're safe. And you might feel more uh, agitated or irritable. So when you're in the stuck on state, you might feel jumpy, jittery, an upset stomach, or you might crave carbs. Um, your heart and breathing's faster, you might feel the need to keep moving or stay busy or to overthink things, and you might also have a hard time concentrating, uh, focusing, or remembering things. So this is, you know, it's like your nervous system is stuck in the on position all the time. You might have a hard time sleeping, relaxing, settling down, or playing, and you just might feel like you're on edge all the time. Uh, Like you're always alert or always vigilant. So usually when people are sympathetically dominant, their alerting muscle is strong. Usually in this mode you're able to get stressed out and get stuff done, but you might have a hard time having fun or you feel anxious when you try to relax. So your nervous system isn't flexible, it's rigidly stuck in the on position. And this can be a result of trauma or chronic stress but it can also just be a habit that we fall into. Um, It could be caused by worrying too much or just simply not knowing how to self-regulate. And again, this is like a muscle, right? This part of your nervous system that gets activated has become like very strong, but the part of your nervous system, the parasympathetic response that relaxes is weaker. So it has a harder time kind of overriding that fight, flight, freeze response. But like a muscle, What you exercise, you strengthen, so you can rewire this um, through a constant process of nervous system regulation. Uh, you, You can check in with your body multiple times a day, multiple times an hour, remind yourself that you are safe, and then choose to consciously engage the parasympathetic response in your body. You are choosing to regulate your nervous system, and it might be through something like a slow breath or softening your gaze or whatever your favorite grounding skill is. Now, we're going to talk more about that, more about nervous system regulation in another video, but the main idea is when we're stuck in an on state, we have a hard time turning on that parasympathetic response. Okay, the third state of anxiety in the nervous system is called nervous system hypoarousal, and this is when your body Turns on like this: shut down and conserve mode. It's it's when you're overwhelmed. So when you've experienced a threat that was too big or too much or too fast or too long, or you've done it without support or resources, um, when you're isolated and ashamed, your body might go into this protective mode called shutdown mode. And um, again, this isn't your body out to get you. You aren't broken. This state is actually a survival response. It's an attempt to conserve energy, um, to avoid antagonizing an enemy, or to stay hidden. And this can be really functional in the short term, but when you get stuck in this mode, it's essentially a trauma response. Now, just to be clear, um, getting stuck on the hyperarousal mode is also could be a trauma response but um, when we're stuck off, this can happen if you experience a huge tragedy, or even simply if you're just worn down by chronic stress. In a huge event, shutting down is that last survival response. And with chronic stress, you just get depleted. Like stress uses up energy, resources, nutrients. You spend a lot of time running and not enough time repairing and healing and resting. So your body gets worn down. So, Whether it's a short intense event or a chronic stress, nervous system hypoarousal can look like burnout or depression. You may feel sluggish, tired, frozen, numb. Um, You might have a slow metabolism, slow heart rate, breathing, low energy, low motivation. I mean, why try if everything's impossible and awful, right? You might have a hard time feeling pleasure or excitement. There's cognitive symptoms too, Uh, So hypoarousal impairs creativity, people describe like a brain fog, Um, it slows thinking, it seems to impair memory and concentration, and it's shown to uh, contribute to poorer problem solving and uh, difficulty initiating and completing tasks, and also contributes to procrastination. This state of nervous system hypoarousal, does that sound like burnout to you? Does it sound like depression to you? Like it's crazy to me that no one is talking about the nervous system aspect of these conditions. Chronic stress or severe stress or trauma can lead to these physical symptoms of hypoarousal. If you're in this stuck off state, you might also experience like social withdrawal, uh, decreased sexual desire, a lack of interest in hobbies or activities that you used to enjoy. Now sometimes this does look like these quick bursts of energy or exertion, like you sprint and get something done, like panicky action, and then you collapse into exhaustion. Just because you may be experiencing this, uh, nervous system hypoarousal, it doesn't mean that it's permanent. You can retrain your nervous system. Um, Treatment for this state I think requires maybe three steps, and the first one is self-care to restore physical resources, or getting safe in the first place, right? But to restore these physical resources, sleep, nutrition, rest, uh, taking care of your body with like medical treatment and support or exercise. And then the next step to get to get back to that state of safety is um, activation. So you have to actually get moving. You have to move through the polyvagal ladder through activation to return to calm. And then lastly, you know, you've got to create a sustainable approach to solving problems. So finding a way to face and solve problems so that they don't become overwhelming all the time for you. So whether that's, you know, getting your financial ducks in a row, sticking to a budget, or setting boundaries with people, or learning to actively accept what you can't change, you, you've got to learn to restore and return to a sense of safety. Okay, so I've mentioned trauma a couple of times in this video and throughout this course. What does trauma have to do with this? So trauma, or at least my understanding of trauma, is your brain and body's deep learning system. When you experience an extremely painful or dangerous or threatening event or a chronic stressor for years, anything that overwhelms your ability to respond, trauma is your nervous system's subconscious way to record those circumstances and create quick reactions. So if you're a soldier at war um, and you're on a clear day, you're driving a Humvee and you can smell the exhaust and you see a backpack on the side of the road and it turns out the backpack was a bomb and, and you have this dangerous experience, your nervous system is gonna pair clear skies, smell of exhaust and backpack with threat to my survival. Okay, and so that's like a deep learning system. So suddenly when you're at home, um, without realizing it, you might smell some exhaust, or you might have a bright clear sky, or you see a backpack laying on the ground, and your nervous system kicks on that threat response system without you even realizing it. And your nervous system may go into the sympathetic response, like this fight-flight-freeze response, or anger or agitation, or it might kick all the way into the shutdown response for no apparent reason. And so suddenly you're feeling panicky, or angry, or depressed, and you don't know why. And that's because that trauma response is essentially a stored response, a learned like memory that it recorded of those stimuli to trigger that, that reaction in your nervous system. Let me give you another example. Um, if you're a child in an abusive home, Uh, and you know that when your mom comes home cranky from work, that it's time to like keep your head down, to lie low, to hide or withdraw. And if this happens enough over and over as a child, if that hide and shut down response gets really ingrained, you may develop a response at work to avoid every form of confrontation, but you don't even realize you're doing it. Like it's this deep subconscious learning. So so this is one way to understand trauma is to see it as deep and a subconscious form of learning that your nervous system does to keep you safe from threats. But unfortunately, these defense mechanisms don't really serve us that well in the long run. And when we get rigidly stuck in these patterns of hyper or hypo-arousal, it interferes with our health and our mental health and our ability to enjoy life. So What can we do about this? We can't just treat anxiety or trauma or depression or burnout in our head or in our thoughts. We have to treat it in our body, in our nervous system. So the first step is becoming aware. So I'm going to make a wild guess right now that you don't actually know what anxiety is like in your nervous system and that you're constantly trying to distract yourself from uncomfortable sensations or you're constantly intellectualizing about it. Or maybe you've just never been taught to notice what's going on in your body. So the first step is becoming more aware of the state of your nervous system. And one word for this is interoception. It's our ability to kind of scan our body and see what's going on. So in the next section, I want you to use the workbook to explore what anxiety feels like in your nervous system, what the activated hyperarousal response feels like, and what the shutdown response feels like. and then. In this whole section of the course, we are gonna take a deeper look at how to regulate your nervous system, how to turn on that parasympathetic response, and what to do with anxious sensations. So, and and just to back up a little bit, if you'd like to learn more of the basics of how your nervous system works, how to understand the fight flight freeze response and the parasympathetic response, and some really essential grounding techniques, um, you can learn those in my free course, uh, Grounding Skills for Stress, Anxiety, and Trauma. So I'll link that below. So you really can learn to identify these states of anxiety and trauma in your nervous system, and you can learn how to regulate your nervous system so that you can become healthier, you can overcome anxiety and trauma, and you can become more flexible, able to relax and feel more joy, be more playful, and allow your body to heal. So this video is day 20 from my online course, Break the Anxiety Cycle in 30 Days. And if you wanna take the full course, you can also check out that link in the description. Thanks for being here, take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something you can add to your daily routine that makes your life just a little bit better. If you want to learn more about topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain, how to build better relationships, or support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. And if you feel like these podcasts have been a benefit to you, please leave a rating so others can more easily find this content. Thank you so much and have a great day.